Today is April 26th, and the Yankees took three of four from the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. We had an extra inning win. We had a five to nothing deficit win. We had a four to nothing lead almost vanish, and then we had a four to nothing lead vanish. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of injury updates. We got a lot of new Sterling calls. There's so much going on. I'm excited. Let's talk Yanks. All right, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in on this Friday morning to Talkin' Yanks to recap the series that was Late night West Coast series recap. We're recording this at 1.25 in the morning, East Coast time, which is where I am. My name's John Boy. I'm residing in New Jersey, and I have my co-host, Jake. He is coming to you from Denver. He's a transplanted Yankee fan, originally from Connecticut. And Jake, this episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by... There's... Get this, Jake. Oh. Get this. One, two, three, four, five people... 10 names. Yep. First person, Mark. Thank you, Mark. With a C, to be fair. With a C, to be fair. My best friend when I lived in Australia, Mark Harold, was first Mark I ever met with a C. I thought it was super soft. I kind of like it now. Okay. Next, John Michael Shomers. See? So Mark was leaving us a name short. John Michael picked up the guard, picked up, picked, picked, picked it up for him. That's what the Yankees have been doing all week, Jim. Yeah, just picking it up stuff. Carlos Liera. You like that? Yeah. Close enough. All right. Bree Gomez. Yep. And Joe Loria. Yeah. Isn't that the Marlin? Yeah, Jeff's kid. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to Mark, John, Carlos, Bree, and Joe. Those are our most recent Patreon subscribers. If you're a first-time listener and you've never heard this spiel before, Patreon. We have a Patreon. It helps support us. It's $2 a month. You get early access. You get video access. You get a chance to win a affordable jersey two times each month, one via contest, one via raffle. So raffle, the odds are the same for everyone. Contest, we award people for being smart or witty or funny or... Lucky. Lucky. Yes. $2 a month. And we got some other stuff coming up soon that we hope to unveil soon so go to patreon.com slash talking yanks if you're looking to support us we appreciate it we thank you jake how you doing today i'm good man i'm good we're uh we're not living real lives currently like i don't feel like i'm a part of society anymore because the west coast trips yeah um like i i don't like all of my relationships have changed like uh (laughs) just like and people I see in the building, like when I take the dog out, like I, my dog times are different. So like normally you see like a normal path of people, like it's it's not the same every time. But you're like, oh yeah, there's you know there's Rudy today. I I see Rudy a lot. Rudy's usually out between five and six. Maybe I'll let my dog play with Rudy. But I'm on like different dog time patterns. It, it's like living in a different life. Um. And I, I mean, it's it's just a bummer they lost today's game because we'd be running a lot higher. But I think we have to 
like pretend the series in reverse because that'll so, make us feel a lot better about so it. So I have something to to just get the kind of negativity that surrounds right now out of the right. way to bring the joy back. So I sure. thought I'd just would just have a little segment. You go back to back, <laughs> belly to belly. Hmm. And then play Ford and Urshela's to start the show. Because okay, I like that. I queued up Urshela's, Jake, and I was pretty upset with the de- terribleness. And then I was pl- I was prepping the show today, so I queued up Urshela's and I listened to it, and I just laughed. I just yeah. I've laughed every time I listened to it. So I was like, the, let's do this the, at the beginning of the show just to set the a, a better tone and mood. The Yes broadcast brought the, lost their composure. Like Flash, who normally is deadpan as deadpan can be, like he was giggling on the air. <laughs> Let's go Ford first. It is high. It is far. It is gone. There's the first major league home run from Mike Ford. And for the Yankees, there's a Ford in your future. Mike is Ford tough. Okay. That one's like rides the line for me where it's not ridiculously bad or ridiculously good. So it just kind of exists, but I still, I like how he did the Ford tough at the end. Yeah. I mean, he essentially copied a couple Ford marketing ads there, but I think he really likes it because I think he thinks Ford is around to stay. So I think Ford is your future. I think he thinks there's some really good like play on words there, which I think the rest of us are kind of like, yeah, this is fun, but <laughs> it's good. Yeah. All right. All right. Next up. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. Gio Urshela, the most happy fella. The most happy fella. He homers his first Yankee home run, a jolt to left center. And the Yankees take a 2-0 lead. Dude, I love when he sings. I really like... And the sun will come out. Tanaka. So now I'm happy. Now we can start the show Bet off. Bet your bottom dollar oh. with Tanaka. The sun will shine. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so now we can be in the mood. That a three yeah. out of four series should have us in. Three out of four West Coast trip series with our AAA team. We, this should be a very happy pot. And it yeah, will it be. Should, it will be. Um, can we talk about the Urshela call real quick? Oh, yeah. We're, we're here. Usually when uh, they happen and, and it's a new one, I try to get it on Twitter. I'm like going so fast. Like people right. who watch on Periscope have seen it. Like I just turn, I try to get the audio up and then I have to send it from one computer to the other computer. And then I have to sync up the video and the audio and get it out to Twitter and export it and, you know, do everything. Sure. And sometimes I don't listen to it until it's up on Twitter, like already right. posted. And then I listen to it. But the Urshela one, as I was editing, I just heard that he sung for a second. And I was like, okay, I got to listen to this before I post it. And it was cracked me up. And then when Meredith went to him in the booth and he just so casually said, he just sang it. Um, how did, I can't even think of uh, the tune right now. Play it. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. Gio Urshela, the most happy fella. The most happy fella. Okay, so he goes, the most happy fella. And Meredith's kind of like, okay. And he just says, like the Broadway play. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone just knows. Yeah. It, uh, everyone just knows the reference to the Broadway play. It's special. 
It's the good stuff. It's the goods. Because you expect him to sing a second line, but he just sang the same line. Oh, I don't expect anything. Yeah, you can't go in with expectations. You can't. If you expect something, you're in a bad place. All right. So we have some injury updates. You want to do those before we get into Burns? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. we have injury updates, Jake, that my cynical ass isn't even going to poo-poo. Like, we have real updates. We have updates. Which is, we haven't had these forever. They've just been right. giving us the workaround. Anduar is playing baseball games at third base, playing spring games. Yeah. So, poop on my face, because I doubted that this would ever happen. Um, very interesting to see how this goes. Tulowitzki is pl- doing the same thing. I think it's very interesting to talk about what happens when they come back. I don't know if that's a today episode, but that's good. Hicks has run and performed defensive drills and hit on field. He's real close to a game. That one still smells of bullshit to me, to be honest. Yeah, a little bit. That one still reeks of Hicks is two weeks away from like seeing live pitching. Where we know Andujar and Tulo are like, this week it's happening. Uh, real close in two weeks, I think, is a, a little... A little J- John Boy Downers, but we'll, we've we'll heard see. real close a couple times. And Stan could ramp up quickly with hitting uh, next week. Stan had the weird thing. I don't think we did this on here where uh, we actually found this out while we were live on a pregame show, and our reaction is pretty funny. But he his his left bicep was strained. That is completely healed. No, his right bicep is strained. That's completely healed. Now he got a sh- cortisone shot in his left shoulder completely new injury popped up. They think the cortisone shot should have only set him back like another week. Well, no, but he's close. They're, they're actually close. Those guys are close. Like Sevi, Batansis, Judge are not. Right. Didi. Um, yeah, no, the, the four listed here are on a radar. Um, the Anduhar thing, I mean, it still is kind of takes you back a little bit, but... Uh, if my guy's playing games this weekend, I mean, there's a chance we see him like in the next homestand. Um, yeah, that's crazy, huh? Which would be crazy. And I mean, talk about just a whole lot of different dynamics with the Gio or show and just where the roster's at. Um, but that is good news. Um, I think Stanton. that's a long conversation. I think we have to do it on the voicemail up on Tuesday. Yeah, and I'm sure some people call in about that. And if, if you're thinking about it, why don't you call in? We'll play your voicemail. 908-845-5792. Tulowitzki, man, it's I'm back to spring training where my head can't even wrap like around itself just with the 40 man and with the roster. Like, um, especially with what what we've been seeing and like you know, Tyler Wade is kind of an outfielder right now, so that I mean, that's a whole conversation too. But we're he, he's Troy Tulowitzki and he's getting healthy, and that's a good thing. Um, and then yeah, Stanton and Hicks. I I still need to hear more. If I hear Stanton is hitting, you know, in a week from today, that's great news. Um, if I hear the same thing about Hicks, that's great news. But you still, it's still wait and see mode with those two. And uh, the other news is Clint Frazier went on to the injured list. And Booney's press conference when he officially went on the injured list cracked me up because Boone has to answer all these questions when it's very clear he was just in the room with 
Cashman or whoever else who's telling him the answers, you know? Right. Like, all right, they're going to ask you this. This is the answer. They're going to ask you this. This is the answer. So they asked about Clint Frazier, and they asked him, like, what is it? Is this brain? And Boone said, um, uh, I, they just told me. I didn't really understand. I got to go, like, figure it out and talk with them again. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what's your role here, man? Yeah. Hurt ankle. <laughs> Is the official diagnosis. But I also get it. Like, why would Boone know all of that at all times? Like, I, it's weird that he has to be the one that answers all those questions. Yeah. Like, set up the Donahue press conference. And, oh, why, why isn't Donahue fired yet, Jim? I had two of the dumbest interactions in a row on Twitter. Yeah. Um, just really dumb interactions. Yeah. So this one kid didn't know what an on-field trainer was. Right. And the other kid didn't know what being crossed up was right but they but they were they they're both their responses oh you just know everything it's like i can't i can't know something so simple that you you should know this me knowing it doesn't make me a know-it-all like you should just know it you're an you're an educator of the people now jim gotta put your teacher hat on call your sister but i try to do it like nicely and then they just get so snarky oh twitter to a day in her shoes Pay the teachers. That's what this episode's about. <laughs> my te- my sister does all the learning disability kids, so it kind of is just like that. All right. Well, that's that's a little a little strong. That was mean. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was mean. P- people that follow you and are asking questions. Yes. No, I don't think they. Well, actually, one of them followed me. The other guy didn't yeah, follow did. me. He was just um, a jerk. But uh, yeah, the uh, the injuries are what they are. We're we're not doing that whole thing. Is there a chance it's the strength and conditioning? Yes. Is it a chance it's the worst luck ever? Yes. Is it a chance there's a combination? Yes. Um, Clint Frazier was just a bad slide. Um, go check out that slide um, if, if you want to. Uh, it kind of sucks, man, but, I mean, it just it added up so quickly. Like It was like, yeah, Clint's not going to play today, and then when you didn't see him in the lineup for the second day, it's like, all right, well, yep. Um, which Jim did also lead to a transaction we need to mention. Cameron Mabin. Your guy. This transaction, um, like, if you're excited about it, that's weird unless you know Cameron Mabin personally. If you're upset about it, I don't, that's bizarre Even as well. more weird. Basically, here's how it plays out. Clint Frazier goes to the IL. That means we have three outfielders. And one of them's Tyler Wade, who's naturally right. an infielder but can play the outfield because he's very fast. Yeah. Talkman and Gardner. So the 40 man is packed. Uh and and our minor leaguer, like the rest of the minor leaguer outfielders, they are limited by what outfield they can play positionally, and they're just like no experience. Like we can't like another no experience. So Cashman scouts triple A for a a guy who has major league experience in all outfield positions that's just hanging out as depth for another team just scans like all of AAA. Like we need to find some guy who's got outfield experience in the majors, Cameron Mabin. There he is. Let's go get him. And then they trade for him. And that's that. I mean, that's how that worked, right? Yeah. I, uh, I have some inside info on Cameron Mabin, Jim. This is going to be good. So he's from the Asheville area, Asheville, North Carolina. Yep. I have some connects down there. 
And Jim, you know, y- you and I are in the source game now. We we can't give away too much. Um, but my source says he's nice. Okay. He seems like a nice guy. Uh, his sister opened a yoga studio, and he he worked the front desk when it first opened just to be a nice brother. Wow, that's nice. Um, he has a charity. Um, I forget the name on the charity, but he, like, I, I think he has one. And he gives a lot to charity. And uh, my my friend in Asheville knows his mother, and his mom told a story that when he was little, he would take his toys to school to give to, like, other kids that, like, didn't have toys. So he's had a charity for a while. So he's a nice guy. Yeah. So that's maybe, huge news. Maybe his mom was just buying him, like, the shittiest toys. Huge. Oh, that's super rude. Well, here, um, take this. Take this toy. You got. Let's get your rude mask <laughs> off. You're going at moms. <laughs> you're going. You're going at mentally challenged. Let's. Uh, Cameron Maven shows up to like elementary school with a traffic cone. Like here, my mom got me this toy. It's, uh, so, yeah. So we've added a nice guy to the team. Um, anything he provides us at the plate is pure bonus. Um, I, he's still pretty athletic. I, he can catch a fly ball in the outfield. That's why he's on the team. So we'll uh, we'll see if he gets some ABs for us. Yeah, we'll see if he gets more run than Wade because Wade's actually like putting good games together. Yeah, and I mean, Wade starts tying into the Tulo and Anduhar stuff because, I mean, he does have the speed and defense and he's doing enough by taking a few walks and hitting infield singles that he's productive. So uh, it'll lead into a fun convo at some point, probably the voicemail up, maybe a little bit the Sunday up. Um, But yeah, if you you see a rangy right-handed hitting outfielder getting some at-bats, that's Cameron Maven. And to make room for Cameron Maven, they had to push Luis Severino to the 60-day, which uh, gets... retroactive to when he originally went on the DL. So it's actually like 30 days. He could be available in 30 days. Don't expect him. No. In 60 days. No. Don't expect Sevy. Don't expect Sevy till the all-star break. Yeah, right? I think fair. that's fair to say. They have no idea what's going on. All right. You ready to get into the burns? I think so. We need like a, a sound drop. To just like burn, Jakey, burn. Dude, do a Sterling saying burn, baby, burn. That's that would make a lot of sense. Huh? I mean, the biggest layup there's ever been. What if whenever we get to finally interview Bernie Williams, we have him drop a soundbite for us that we can use forever? Uh, I mean, the whole conversation will be a soundbite I listen to forever. So, on your mark, get set, burn. Four games set with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, California. Old friend Matt Harvey Dent versus the Joker, Jay Happ. And in the first, Luke Voigt would put a smile on that face. Solo shot, one nothing Yanks. Jonathan Lickroy, remember that name. Two-run shot. Halos take the lead. Good for them. Glaber sack fly makes it 2-2 after three. And it would stay 2-2 until the 12th, Jim. It's late on the Beast Coast, and Gio Urshela hits his first career sack fly 3-2. to two. Oh, no, the Angels match. Goodwin RBI single. To the 14th we go. LaCroix de- decides he's tired and literally throws the game away. Gio Urshela RBI single. Yankees win 4-3 after 14. 
Pap to Ottavino to Canely to Sessa to Chapman to Holder. To Holder. Fun game. Fun, a wild 14 innings. First night on the West Coast all year. Game wrapped up at what? 2 a.m. Eastern? 2.30 Eastern? I think I went to sleep at 4, so I think later maybe. Okay. I don't, I, no, it was, it was around 2. I did some breakdowns afterwards, and the Sharks right. won, so it was like I was up for a while. Um, yeah, just nuts game. What do we need to talk about from this game? What can I don't, These four-game sets make it so hard to remember the first game. So to be honest, um, so Happer comes out and has a really solid performance. Seven innings pitch, two earned runs, 5K, um, mm-hmm. which gives us hope that Happer's settling down. Uh, Matt Harvey had a settle down game. Like we got to him early and then there was nothing. And then there was just nothing for a while, Jim. I mean, if you go through the relievers, Adovino, two innings, two hits and a walk. Canely, one inning, nobody on base. Sessa, one inning, two walks. And for the Angels, it's like the same story. I, I think at one point, didn't the Yankees go 24 batters without a hit or 23? It was a big they ba- stretch. They basically got no hit minus an inning uh, for the middle chunk of this game. And then, uh, yeah, they they put a little magic together. They get the they get the Urshela sack fly, and then Chapman comes on. Uh, he didn't like some of the calls. They score a run. And then uh, the LaCroix play was just Glaber strikes out. Glaber was trying to hit five-run homers the whole day. He strikes out. Ball bounces away. He's running to first. LaCroix does a – I don't even know what you call it. He does the jog throw. He does, yeah, it's just like – I'm trying to think. Like if you were throwing darts but you were jogging. On the run, And he just yeah. airmails it right over the first baseman. So Glaber gets on first. So instead of – I think for the first out of the inning, we get a runner on first – uh, move it around, Gio Urshela, RBI single to right center. He's the best ever. And, uh, yeah, a game that dragged for periods, um, but the Yankees get, like, a nice win to start the four-game set. Canely, Canely in the bottom 10. His first, like, big, big inning, I feel like. Uh, I think it might be his first big inning. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think I think he's gotten a couple at this point. Well, yeah, but like he could potentially let up the walk off. So that's got to be it. what's his biggest inning. Okay. Um, but he looked, dude. He looks good. And then Louis Sessa, bottom eleven, he could blow it. Sessa, he allowed um, strikeout, fly ball, intentional walk, and then and then Trout stole, which opened up first. So he just like kind of pitched around Simmons and then. Got pools to ground out. Yeah. I mean... And it was a hard ground out, too. Yeah. It was, was, well, it was our Shella show all day. Sharp sharp ball by... I'm the machine. I just... Albert. But the bullpen looked good. Hap looked good. The bats just went to sleep. I mean, in, I mean, are we worried about what happened with Chapman? Because he did give up... You know, he did... He gave up a single and then another single... There was a hit by pitch on a backdoor slider. Are you worried about what you saw from Chapman? Not really. You, you mentioned the hit by pitch there. Like he, him and him and his former teammate Cozart were in a a little battle there, and he he like had him, and then he didn't, and he nicked him, and then he missed a couple calls, and 
Uh, I mean, the fact he didn't lose the game there after what did take place that inning was fine. Um, No, I mean, this game... This game turned into, I mean, dude, if you look at from the fourth inning to the 11th, so, I mean, who can do the math on that? Nobody in this world. Um, I mean, we, play, we played a full middle of this game with, we played a full baseball game in the middle of this game with no runs. Yeah. Um, so it almost turned into a who was going to lose it, and it was Jonathan LeCroy. <laughs> Yeah, dude, Lucroy bad this whole series. Um, yeah. I just went and checked because I was curious. Canely, in his second outing on the season, he appeared with a one-run lead in the sixth inning. I think that's when he loaded him up, then struck him out. I thought that was his first appearance of the oh, year. Oh, yeah, okay. So, But that's his, that's his only other appearance that was like in a somewhat close game, and it was the sixth inning. Everyone else is either down or ahead by four or more. Oh, big, big appearance tonight. We'll get there. That's so we'll stupid. We'll get there. That's so stupid. Um, not worried about Araldis. And then Holder has a good inning in the bottom of the 13th, which... Two of them. Two of them, yeah. Which was really good, but I but I, I actually don't like it now. <laughs> but it's good for this game. Yeah. Um, to take the lead twice is cool. Like, you know, when you're... When you are the away team in extra innings, you take the lead, and then the home team ties it up in the bottom. That's like a big momentum swing. To then you don't, be take, over, you don't take the lead three times. Yeah, I guess that's when that's like how my yeah. brain works. Like if we don't capitalize on this one, it's yeah, over. That's it. So it was cool, and I mean, it's just like. Oh, and the other the other thing the other thing we're missing is on the angel side of this was that. <laughs> uh, What's his name got hurt? Oh, well, A. Oh, this was the game that uh Osmus just mismanaged the hell out of it. He he benched Listella, who'd been their second best hitter so far this season, and then they pinch hit with Bohr, and they burned him instead of pinch hitting with Listella, who was playing the same position as Listella. So they burned him, which in the extra innings ended up hurting them. They ended up having a pinch run with a pitcher and then Peter Borges, who'd never played infield, had to go play the infield, and he actually made a great play. So it 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 passed the point of like fun extra inning baseball to I think it was the thirteenth, and everyone was like, "All right, like what what's going on?" And we were on a big stretch until tonight of games where I thought Boone managed fine. Yeah, like for a while there, I was like, eh, "I I agree with that move. I agree with that move. I agree with that." Move. And then. Game four comes, but first, let's do game two. You ready? Game two. On your mark. Get set. On your mark. Get set. Tricked you. Burn. Domingo on a Wednesday. Herman versus Chris Ski Stratton, and that game was on a Tuesday anyways. Uh, thank you very much. The King, Louis V, with another first inning solo shot. Waiter fielder choice, then bump, bump, bump. Mike Ford. First career home run, 4-1 to one Yanks after 5. Torres RBI single, Rocho RBI ground out, and it, it takes two to make things Luke Voigt. Ooh, yeah. His second <laughs> on the day, 7-1 Yankees. A Chad Green to Scranton collapse out of the pin. Oh, sure. Yanks win 7-5. 
Domingo with another beauty. 6.20 earned runs, 5 Ks. Yanks win. Yanks win. This was a 4-0 lead, and then, you know, it got close with the Chad coming in and doing bad things. Um, but for, besides that, like, my post-game recap was besides the Chad, which is one guy in one inning, this was a really, really well-played game. Like, yeah, really man. good game. That's, um, I guess that's been kind of the fun part about this Yankee team is that you have a lot of guys... You know, when you have the judges and Stantons and, and those guys in there, you almost you almost play with a different mentality of like, you know, don't go for the extra base. And like, you know, don't if you hit a ground ball to second base, you know, don't turn on the afterburners and hurt yourself. Where if Tyler Wade hits a ground ball to second base, that's like his best chance of getting a hit. So there's like a lot of fun defensive plays. There's a lot of fun base running. Domingo was great. Um, and yeah, I mean, Luke Voigt, two homers and Mike Ford with his first career home run. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And more, yeah, stellar defense. And Zach Britton looked good. Ground out, yeah. ground out, ground out. Seven pitches. Yeah. So th- this game was awesome. And like, there's not even much to even break down managerial wise. There is Chad Green. Is he a guy that's a award candidate? No, let's not. Let's let's just get it out of the way. We're we're Chad fans. A, a Chad award doesn't feel like it'd be a happy award unless it was like a get well, sweet prince. Or an um, Yeah. <sighs> It, it's kind of a cop-out MF, or I, I guess we can save it because I go first in the awards this week, so maybe I'll do that. <laughs> All right, let's go to game three. Mike Ford got his first home run, and there was Congrats. a cop There's a cop in the dugout that looked kind of like him, and I made a joke, and I, it made me laugh. Saw that. So many people replied to that like, wait, really? <laughs> Whoa. No, his dad didn't dress up like a cat, cop and go into the dugout. Or a cat, to be fair. Or a cot. Is that a giant cat in the dugout? <laughs> no, dude, it's that's, just Mike that's Ford's, Ford's dad. That's Ford's, that's Ford's dad, dad, dude. Play it cool. Is that fucking Garfield? That cat over there is Mike Ford's dad? Guy in a giant <laughs> cat's uniform? Like the play? From the play. From the play, yeah. It's just spandex yeah. and like dots on his cheeks. <laughs> yeah. Blending in. All right, game three on your mark. Game three. Get set. <laughs> Blending in. <laughs> Burn. New baseball meets old baseball as CC Sabathia goes for 3,000 strikeouts while the Angels go with an opener, Bedrosian to Pena. And CC didn't have his best stuff and wasn't getting anything off the plate. Long story short, 5 nothing Halos after two Simba, Andrelton Simmons homers, and one Cole Calhoun bomb. Woof, but these Yanks do not die. LeMahieu, RBI double, then scores on a pass ball. Next inning, Wade County, RBI walk for Tyler. David John goes long, but not too long. Sack fly, Voight, RBI grind up. We're tied up at fives, and oh boy, a little hidden ball trick to end the rally, but that would only make the Yanks angry, and you won't like them when they're angry. LeMahieu hulks one to right, RBI single in the ninth. Luizaga and Chappie finish the game with four scoreless innings. Your final six to five. Skanks. Another good game. 
This was a lot of fun. This game, we talked about this on the radio show, uh, John Boy and Jake Radio today. If you right. ever want to hear about uh, our thoughts on games immediately after, go check out John Boy and Jake Radio. But we'll give them here as well. Right. Always. Um, I never felt worried about this game, Jake. We had already won two. I was happy with the team. CeCe didn't have it. Fine. Uh, Simmons got him twice. It was 5 nothing, And I, I wasn't, if they lost, I wasn't going to be broken about it. Right. And I, it was like there was so much game left when it was 5 nothing. So I tweeted out like, oh, great. We're going to get a comeback now, too. And then we got one. And the way they did it was pretty cool. Also, the Angels kind of suck. But uh, this game was like fun. It was like almost like a free-feeling, emotionless game. Because for whatever reason, like CC getting not doing well didn't like hurt me. It felt kind of like a high school baseball game, um, which Luke Voigt was letting out some high school thoughts earlier. But like one team comes out, they hit three home runs, they're up five nothing. You're like, okay, whatever. And then the other team just starts scrapping back to the point where if you're the Angels, you're like, you know, didn't we already win this game? And no. Um, and the the Yanks were scratching and clawing the the way they have been with, I mean, LeMahieu had a big day, uh, you know, Tyler Wade when he's on the bases, he's an absolute menace. Um, I think this was this was the Talkman slide game as it'll be remembered in history. <laughs> um, so yeah, man, it's just uh, when these guys start doing it, it it kind of is more fun because it's not, you know, that boom. Stanton just hit a 450-foot home run. It's like, okay, Wade <laughs> Wade reaches on a fielder's choice. Uh, he steals second. Uh, someone hits one through the hole, and then, like, someone hits one in the gap, and the merry-go-round starts going. So, um, you know, we had a – we had a, or no, that was the game before that, Guardy had a triple. Excuse me. Oh, um, this game, they, they toyed with the opener on us. They did Cambrosian yeah. or whatever his name is, and then Felix Pena, and it worked for a while. Like it worked yeah, really well. That was that was the only thing you were missing from the diagnosis before, where it was like, all right, if we lose this game, we lose this game, and that sucks. There's still a lot of time left, and the other factor was we were getting no hit for a little while. Um, so that, then once we got the hit and we got a, we got those two runs on the board, it was like, okay, let's let's dance. That dude's off speed uh, pitch was dirty. Some people were calling it a curveball. Some people were calling it a slider. It just looked like a sinker. Like I don't know what it was, but it was. It was pretty nasty. That late break. They did finally get to him, though. I mean, Wade single, weak ground ball, uh, DJ double. Yeah. And then uh, pass ball from Lucroy. Oh, nice. yeah. That was nice. Always. And then the Garcia guy came in and was just shook. Uh, three walks and a hit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was watching that. I watched that one in the, the public room down here, and the, the other resident Yankee fan was there with me. And oh, when when that Garcia dude came in, I just I kind of lost control for a little bit because I got caught up in these Yankees, and I was I just kept screaming, "He shook, he shook." <laughs> uh, what about Ty Buttray? <laughs> yeah, no. What's your name, son? You think him and Dick Lovelady ever hang out? Uh, they they did tell the story like <laughs> you could be like, felt, "Oh yeah, there's Dick and Butt over there." He he felt bad about giving his wife his last name, and it's like I mean, at a certain point, like let's get over it. Like I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna put an emphasis on the butt tray when I say your name, but like be used to that at this point. Yeah, but but butt tray. Um, 
Anything else from this game, man? Again, like I don't think this game was managed poorly. Uh, Clinton was out. Lineup. Uh, no, I think I think what you need to say, Jim, is you're uh, you're winning different kind of games theory right here. Yeah, I like. Well, I just like my series with different kinds of wins. Like we had the extra innings win. Yep, that was nice. Game two, we have a big lead. We scare ourselves a little bit, but now nah, we're fine. And then game three, we have a come from behind win. Right. So it's like you're giving fans the whole treat. We were supposed to have a laugher in our favor in game four. Right. But it went the other way. You did You did the laugher jinx. Well, I did know there was going to be a laugher. It was the only right. game we but hadn't you had yet. Us. I did jinx us. Jinx us. I'll put that blame on me. You can put that blame on me. Thank you. At a 21 and older club, they say. How was I supposed to know she was only 16? You can put that blame on me. Three out of four games go over. If you've been watching the pregame show, you know. You know. Are you ready to do game four? Yes, sir. Any mark. Is it? You. BYOB and Anna Slime. Bring your own broom as the Yanks go for the sweep. Cahill versus Tanaka on the bump, and the Yanks would strike early. DJ spins that RBI single. Urshela's first Yabo as a Yank. Hey, Voight scores on a pass ball. Oh, baby, Glaby, RBI single. 4 nothing Yankees after 5. Let's get the early flight. Go check out Alcatraz. Oh, no, the Yankees would become their own prisoners. Tank gives up a pair of two-run homers. Tied at fours. Nope. pair of two-run scoring singles. The three-run triple dagger from the Angels. They would rack it up to 11. Guardy would get the RBI walk after that. Gary had a chance to make it interesting. Uh, so did Voider. They both get out. Final score, 11-5. Angels prevent the sweep. Yeah. Bad game. Bad second half to the game. You know what happened? This was a series where the Yankees did really good, but all my guys didn't. CC Tanaka, Gary. Ooh, interesting. All my, all my guys. They're like me. They don't like the West Coast. John Boy Jinx series. Yeah, John Boy Jinx series. Okay. That's fine. They'll be coming around. They might like San Francisco better because that's where I lived for a while. Right. They're going to hate Arizona. I'm worried about CC pitching in Arizona. I'm, so a, I'm happy for him. I think it's going to let him eat whatever he wants. Like, he uh, knows he's got the out. big sweat coming, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, Tank doesn't have a splitter again. I don't know if we're talking about that later, but he was cruising. At one point, he was cruising. Like, no hits through three innings. Cruising. Four and, four and a half. We're up 5 nothing, and Tank looked great. Yeah. And then just all hell breaks loose. And then he, he, he threw two, oh. two terrible splitters, which... I mean, obviously, when, when you talk about pitching in hindsight, it's being 2020, but he hasn't had his splitter all year. He's thrown to a, uh, the two dangerous lefties in the Angels lineup, pretty much. And Flaherty said it the best, which you won't hear me say a lot, which is rude. He's, he's in my profile pick. But when you throw a bad splitter, it's basically a batting practice fastball. Mm -hmm. It's coming in at 85, and it's got like a little sink on it that you swing with that upward swing path, 
that basically makes it go for Ball City. That's why a lot of pitchers are scared to throw that pitch. And uh, Tanaka didn't have it, and it it looked like it was on repeat. Um, then you then, have the cross-up, and, and then just all hell breaks loose. Gary with two pass balls. I think one might have been another cross-up because he with Tarpley. One was a yeah. brutal pass ball. I think another was another cross-up. Do you see Yes Network did definitely saw my tweet and then posted it again, which is fine. Easy. No, it's fine. And they don't, but like, you know, I can do this job for you guys. Just like, just let okay. me some. I'll, I'll post it. They you. got a couple people doing that too. Yeah, but it was pretty clear because they've been looking in their hats this whole season. And I've right. been on Twitter trying to figure out like when and why. And is it motivational stuff? Is it uh, the defensive shifts? Is it sequencing? It's 100% sequencing. We found out now. Uh, Holder comes in in the tie game. Gary calls a uh, slider. He rockets a 93-mile fastball right at him. Gary gets crossed up. And then you see Gary look at him like, come on, man. Sequence two. And holds his two fingers up. You see Holder take off his hat, look inside of it, and go, oh. <laughs> so, I mean, that's shitty. Like, they had so many cross-ups last year that yeah. they put them in their hat. Like, that's why right. they did it. Because it was such a problem last year. And for Holder to still not know the sequences is pretty crazy. Right. Pretty ridiculous. Um, yeah, and it's, uh, I, I don't know, a, a lot of guys shaking off the cobwebs. And, I mean, it sucks we have to harp on this game because it was the last game. Um, and, A, I mean, Holder, Holder shouldn't have been in there. I don't, he, he, I'll say this. I laughed out loud when he brought in Holder when we've been talking about Holder being in the high leverage situations. And I was like, you, you've cat to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. We're going back to Holder, two runners on base here? I mean, I, Nuts. I, the logic for them is they just need one out. So they don't want to burn Otto because they got Trout coming up next inning and all that. They want Otto, you know, for that. But you here's go my, here's, I know. Well, or, or, or you don't let Tanaka start the inning and you let Holder start the inning. I think that would be fair. Sure, but to do what how he did is just so mismanaged. It's so yeah. stupid. Stealing because, outs. Well, Jake, there it's a tie game, right? Yep. And now we lost and we didn't use our best relievers who were decently rested. Yeah. Like what 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 are we doing? Why let pitch holder and then so, like, when you bring Holder in there, you're thinking he's going to get out of it. But you have to ask yourself, okay, what happens if Holder messes this up? Well, then we don't have the lead, and we haven't used our best bullpen arms. So let's just use them. So, Jimmy, I've, I've, I, my brain, the light bulb doesn't go off a lot, but the light bulb kind of went off. The light bulb's flickering. So okay. you have to do it. Know those charts? You see where it's like there's a circle at the top, and it's like, if yes, go this way. If no, go this way. Yeah, yeah. So in that chart, it starts with, does Jonathan Holder get this out? Which is basically 50-50 at this point. Yeah. And so if you go yes, you go, okay. So they go from Holder. They see if they score runs. If they do, they probably give Holder another shot, which is kind of insane, and then they try to give the good guys in the bullpen shot. Okay, whatever. Here's the problem, and here's why you can't even start with the Jonathan Holder there. Because it's what happened the rest of the game, Jim. Because if no, 
Now you go to Holder, and it's like, okay, well, Holder gave up the run, so now we're losing the game. So then you go, so then they decided, and this is the real big screw-up, like, throw Holder out there again if he's, if he's already thrown bullets. Because they, Jimmy, at that point, they decided they wanted to try to get three innings out of Tarpley and Harvey. Tarpley just hasn't been good this year. Um, that is what it is. Harvey has been solid, but he's also taken three cross-country flights in the past four days. <laughs> Seriously, though. I, I know that's a little bit silly, but that's also dead honest. And that's ridiculous. So now that leads to Tommy Canely coming in for three outs, who should have been in there in the first place. And that's where if you did that chart, then you know Canely should have been in there from the start. Yeah, it's very simple. Um, and the defense is bad, like Talkman out there, and then like another ball got away from them at third. Yeah, I mean it was it was pretty much gone at that point, but that was definitely the. Uh... Well, it, it still happened. Well, well, think about this: if none of those errors happened, and when it was bases loaded, one out, it would have been a lot more intense for yeah. the pitcher. And for, but you know, you can't live by that, Jim. What's no, that but I'm just saying it was, case, it was. What's that phrase you and Case always say? The fallacy of the predetermined outcome. Yep. But it's still bad. It's still bad baseball. Oh, it's not good. It got bad. It's oh, this good. is one other thing I wanted to talk about that Kay talked about on there, and I, I like 75 percent agree with him. I know that you do too about that that trick play, right? In game two. That is what replays for. Yes. It's exactly what replay's for. It's in, it is 100% in the spirit of replay. Yes. Because if the ump was looking with his eyes, he would have called him out. Now, replay is not for when a guy slides to the bag and the tag's on and he pops up by a centimeter mid-slide. That's a completely different thing. Right. It kind of I can see where people think it's the same. But it's not because this was a specific play where the goal is to tag him while he's half an inch off the plate. The other thing is like an accidental thing. Right. That's and that's that's the only example. And if you I, I had people tagging my post because that's what I that's what I posted instantly because that's the new like that's the new cool baseball thing to say that replays ruining it because something's not in the nature of the rule. Like that's the new if, if you say that like you're in the nature of baseball and I saw so many of those, and I was like, no. Yeah. Like, when someone's sliding into second and their calf pops off the back for half a second, and be now they're out because of that, that's ridiculous. That's not what it's supposed to be. This is a trick play where literally the goal is that if the person steps off the bag for a half second, you can get them out. That's yeah. the entire goal of the play. Yeah. And and that's that's where I I always maybe I try to do this too much but I always try to put the shoe on the other foot. If the Yanks were playing defense and this happened, we'd be we if if it was Wade tagging Simmons, we'd be like, "Wow, Tyler Wade, he never gives up, man. This guy'll do anything for the team." You know what? He's not the best hitter, but man, is he trying his best out here. He's a baseball player. But it happens against us. It's that 20% fan swing where you're going, oh, Simmons, he's cheap. Trying, trying to get outs that way. Yeah, someone tweeted at me like, a Didi get would never here. do that. I hope Didi would. It was cool. It worked. There was two on and two outs. It was a big rally yeah. killer. Tell, 
does in a in a playoff game when we're up one run and the bases are loaded and we we do something like that to get out of the inning t- tell me that you don't want to see that in baseball all right and and i loved how michael k said and i don't blame wade all he did was shift his weight it was just like really he got got he got got that was the goal of the play yeah all right that brings us to awards i'm gonna try a new soundbite here there's awards do you like it? Yeah, strong. Strong. The first award that we give out here on Talking Yanks is... Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah. And since it is not Sunday and Jake is a heathen, he gets to go first. Until after the All-Star break. And Jim, I uh, I was pretty tight between three guys. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> um. But one does have to be the pride of the Yankees, and it's Luke Voigt, Jim. Um, If he gets on base tomorrow via Coley Harvey, uh, he'll hit 37 straight games on base, um, more than Jeter did in in the 12-13 combine, and shy of Teixeira's 42-game streak in 2010. Um, I mean, Voigt was the monster in this series. Voigt was the best player in this series. First inning home runs, first inning runs are just, it's just such a nice way to start it. And we did that two games. And in the game four, he put one to the track. Like he was just still roping balls. Did you read the thing that he switched his bat size for this series? I did not. So he usually uses a 32 ounce bat, but he dropped down to 31 ounce bat. He started using Andujar's for this series because he wanted to get through the zone a little quicker. Problem solved. And he's ripping balls to left. That's a cool little detail that Coley Harvey tweeted out. And I was like, yeah. oh, I love little facts like that. And he's, because uh, Jim, we, we talked about, I don't want to say the fluke factor. <laughs> fluke and Luke, how about that? Um, but there was a while coming into the season where he was batting below the Mendoza line. Like the power numbers were still kind of there. But, like, that becomes super dangerous because then if you have one or two bad series, you look at your stats and it's like, okay, Luke Voigt's batting 180 with an OPS in the sevens. Like, is this guy is this guy real? And then, I think coming into today, he was, bat- he was up to, what, like 250? Um, I mean, he finished, he finished today 255 batting average, 369 OBP, um, and just like a feared, feared power bat, seven home runs on the year. And Jim, you, you laughed when I gave it, gave it out before, even though we're about to see future NL all-star Tyler Wade this week or Tyler Austin this weekend. Um, but like, I think Luke Voigt is going to be an AL all-star this weekend or this year. That's um, awesome. That'd be, that would be an awesome story for him. Yeah. I mean, dude, think, think of the April he's having. If he, I mean, it's April 26th. If he catches one more. I mean, a 258 homer, you know, 20 RBI April. By the time you get to the All-Star break, I mean, the guy's on pace for 30-plus homers and about 100 RBIs. So, he's, uh, I mean, he's doing it for real. He's the most feared bat in our lineup right now. Uh, King Louis V, man. King Louis V, baby. Pretty good. your pride? My pride is... uh... Uh, the super happy guy, Gio Urshela. 
Ah. His offense is not offensive numbers aren't dazzling, Jake. No. But what he did with his glove, like that play at third to end the inning, some of those double plays he turned, it's incredible. And then he does pop his first home run, which gave us the Sterling home run call, which made me very happy. So I thank him for that. Right. And this dude has just been like, you tweeted out like, is Gio Urshela my favorite player on the Yankees right now? Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that are falling in love with Gio Urshela. And, and like, I think they're falling in love like for the time. Like no one expects this to last forever. But have you ever seen a guy take advantage of an opportunity more than Gio Urshela? Now, he's vital to the team. Yeah, Gio Urshela right now is like, what's what's the best way to say it? Maybe maybe it's a wedding weekend or or maybe it's a, a group, two groups of friends coming together and you you and a you and a girl or you and a guy or whoever it is you guys link you you basically fake date for the weekend like you guys fall in love for the weekend knowing that there's not going to be too much going on after it but that weekend man and uh yeah Gio Urshela is my favorite player in the Yankees right now uh he has the same birthday as me um I'm gonna name my son Gio and my daughter Urshela hey dude Didi has the same birthday as me, so if they're ever playing next to each other, that's me and you out there. Look at that. Uh, problem solved. But, uh, dude, it's him and Anduhar. I tweeted this. It looks like they're playing a different sport, never mind a different position, a different sport at third base. Um, and, man, I, I romanticize it. Third base and center field were the, pit, the positions that growing up I was just obsessed with. Scott Brocious, Bernie Williams, Cal Clay Bell. Clay Bellinger when he got some run at third. Um, I mean, I was the little leaguer. I was I was the nine-year-old trying to barehand anything I could because I saw Scott Brocious do it. And watching Gio Urshela out there, it's dancing, man. It's the footwork, the throwing, the angles. It's it's so beautiful. I, I was going to give him the Name My Kids After You award. Um, do you have the double play stat, Jimmer? You want to bring that to the folks if they don't I, know? I don't have the numbers on it. I can try and look him up and bring him up by some point of the show. But I do know that Gio Urshela in his, how many games has he played, Jake? In his 16 games played for the Yankees, 16 games played for the Yankees has turned more double plays than Andujar turned all last season. Yeah. Which is like 150 games. I mean, come on. Think about that, Jake. Yeah, I, I do, Jim. I do. As, as someone who 149 says, games to 16 games. Yeah, a couple DHs in there for do. But, you want me to do um, innings? Still, it's, uh, they're pl- it's, it's different worlds. And it's, it's why this Yankee team has been fun with the defense aspect of it. And it's almost like everyone chips in and does their part. Um. I mean, the guy is gold glove caliber. His bat just hasn't been able to do it. And, um, I mean, even with just the body of work he's shown so far and how valuable of a position third base can be, like, teams are going to give him shots for the next few years um, because that's how special he is over there, man. So I did innings. Anduhar, 1,169 innings last year. Right. Geo 111, so a tenth, tenth of the innings 
and he's got the same or probably more double plays now. Yep. Um, that's, that's insane. I mean, it's, Andujar was the, lo- the last. He turned the least amount of double plays in the MLB last year. Right. Well, depends how you measure that. Hmm? I mean, how are you measuring that? Like, CC probably didn't turn as many double plays. Third baseman. Third baseman. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to become more of a talking point. I think, um, hey, if Urshela keeps hitting, I mean, Jim, I, I don't want to, again, not deep dive down this, but if you got one, if you had to have one of these players on the roster for the rest of the season and it was Gio Urshela or Troy Tulowitzki, who would you pick? It's Gio Urshela in a landslide. It's Urshela easy. So that's that's kind of where my uh, I I think Tulo watch is going to get interesting in the coming weeks. But um, he's he's a good pride man. He's been fun. Been a lot of fun. All right, let's let's tone it down now and do our Yankee mother. You Yankee motherfucker. You get to go first. Take the honors. And yeah, you, you, if you heard me backpedal before, it was me using my brain, which again I normally don't do, but. Uh, Swag Green, man, Chad, Chad bro got killed. Um, and it's, he's just, something's wrong. His mechanics are off. Um, he got sent down to AAA if, if you haven't been keeping, keeping close track, but you like listening to us. Thanks. Hey, leave a five-star review. We could use a couple reviews. This will be a review up, right? Right. My kids' names are Gio or Shell or something like that. But, uh, man, Chad Green I mean, his ERA is what, like twelve. Um, he was just getting rocked around the park. He, he, his location wasn't even close. I, I think that's kind of the good news. His stuff is close. It's still not obviously as good as it was, but his mechanics and his location are nowhere near. Uh, the catcher was jumping around just trying to catch his balls. Um, we love Chad Green. Uh, he. I, I was going to drop a people forget how good Chad Green is. I, I think that's a lie. People know how good Chad Green was. But, Jimmy, 144 innings over the past two years. So, 2017 and 2018, 144 innings. And I think he had like a 2-1 ERA. Um, the, the guy was lights out for us. I, you know... I, I hope they see it. I hope they go to the lab, 218. I hope they go to the lab in uh, Scranton instead of the Houston lab, the Scranton lab. They figure it out. Get Chad fixed, please. Yeah. I mean, what I said once he got sent down was um, root for Chad to get better now. Relievers, it's the most volatile position in sports. Uh, it definitely in baseball. I would say sports, but someone that someone that knows other sports might give me another position in another sport yeah. that I don't know. But uh, I mean, we saw Canley have a completely dead year last year. We saw Batances not be used in the playoffs because he just lost it, and you lose your mechanics as a reliever, and you just can get lost. And I feel bad for Chad, but he got brought into two five nothing games, and he couldn't work out his problems in those games. So that means he can't work out his problems in the majors. So, in a way, this is great because he can go down the minors and he has the space to work on his stuff and not worry about blowing games. I, w- I just saw too many people like, thank fucking God, I'm so happy. It's like, I am, this is good news. And it's not like, it didn't, it, ha- it had to happen. Yeah. 
But like when Chad comes back, he may be great again. This shit happens yeah. all the time. Like Canley's fantastic now. So like just root and for Chad he, to go figure find his mechanics, come back and be great. And you guys want to know who replaced him? It was Steven Tarpley, who <laughs> him and the catcher were having trouble just playing thrown thrown catch today. So Dude, what's um, up with Tarpley? Wasn't it Tarpley and Romine, that one inning in Houston, where they just looked completely off? Nobody's been able to catch Tarpley so far. Yeah, which, it was it was Tarp. Maybe I'll make, uh, make uh, uh, that video, because it was Romine in Houston when he just looked like he didn't know how to catch. Yeah. And then Tarpley made Gary look like that as well. Which, I, hey, maybe Tarp, Tarpley found a new pitch that's unhittable, but it's also uncatchable. So That is interesting. I'm going to go find those clips tomorrow and like right. see what's going on there. Because I, I just realized it was him both times. but Happy for you. Yeah. Um, Who's your MF'er? Well, okay. I wanted to give my MF'er to Holder slash Boone. Right. And then I was going to give another award out that was in the negative light. Okay. But I don't want to do that on a three and four win series. Right. So we already talked enough about Holder and Boone. So I'm going to not give them the MF'er. I'm going to give my MF'er to my dude Gary. Okay. I was going to give him the award and just say looks like rehab, looks like you needed more rehab. Or I was yeah, going to do the about Amy Wine, the Amy Winehouse. Yeah, I was going to give him the Amy Winehouse award. Yeah. Said to go to rehab, I said no, no, no. No, no, no. Um I was going to give him that award, which actually would have been funner to look back on in the stats, but um Gary needed more rehab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like five innings was not enough. He can't, clearly he, he uh, I mean, he started taking walks in game four, the second game he was back. And I was like, okay, that's at least a start. Yeah. And he just couldn't see the ball. Couldn't catch up to the ball. I'm not worried at all. Um, and then the cross up with Holder, I don't think that's on him, but then Tarpley, that was bad. The pass balls still now I'm thinking it's on Tarpley, whatever. Gary's bad at blocking. We all know this game fell apart. Game fell apart. We did. He did throw down Trout, gun down Trout, which is nice. That was nice. The the game before that, again, he had the no contact game, and he had the one bad defensive play. He tried to bare hand, and he didn't do it. Uh, yeah, Gary wasn't ready for the series. Um, I I started eyeing the San Fran series, and I was about to say like, ah, oh, maybe you DH him the first game, and then I remembered the National League doesn't use that. They don't use the um, DH. So, uh, Romine will get. A start this weekend. I'm thinking Saturday because I think that's the day game after the night game. Um, but yeah, I I mean we we needed Gary to come back. So I mean even even throwing <laughs> him going <laughs> 0 for seven, but throwing out Trout is more than Higashioka would have added to the team. I'm not worried. The only thing is annoying that you know everyone that hates Gary got some more ammo to use. Right, one game ammo, but. I mean, Gary was raking before, and I think he thought, maybe he thought, you know, I don't want to go to rehab because I'm going to be raking when I get back. I'm still in the zone. Right. And then he just came out swinging so hard. It was like, don't swing that hard, man. Yeah, him and uh, him and the Undertaker guy had a little uh, fastball matchup there for, for that at bat. Kept hitting Lucroy with his backswing. Yeah. Be better, Lucroy. Yeah, suck it. That's what Gary was trying to tell him. Yeah, knock some skill into you. Gotta be better, dude. Gary had a bad game. He wasn't the worst catcher in the series, so that's nice. Defensively. Lucroy was the fourth worst catcher in this series. The fourth? Yeah. Lucroy was the first. 
I meant like significantly. Like fourth best catcher in this series. Oh, fourth best. Okay, that makes more sense. You said fourth yes. worst. I was like, wait, wait he was bad. Right. Um, what's your next? What's your first award? My first award. Ooh, I almost wanted to double one, but I would have felt bad about that. Uh, maybe I'll see if they linger. I'm going to go with the, the Birdman Award. Okay, Birdman. I don't know. Uh, I don't know who, who that is. Birdman Award goes to Mike Ford. Oh, wow. Because he's doing exactly what we asked Greg Bird to do. <laughs> he commands the zone. He, I mean, his stats this series are a Greg Bird stat line. Is He batted 154, but his OBP was 389. He had four walks. He had the one home run, two RBIs. He scored four runs. Uh, like, he had the two intentional walks in game one. We forgot to mention that. Kaster was having a blast with that. But Mike Ford was what we've expected and basically wanted Greg Bird to be for the last couple years. But he hasn't been it, so <laughs> Mike Ford did it. Okay, I like I like what I'm seeing out of Mike Ford. He looks confident. He yeah. He uh, it's it's funny we get sick of Boone's lines, which you have to understand. Aaron Boone says the same lines over and over to not say anything during interviews. But I mean, if there's a I guess how do I how do I want to say this without being too obnoxious? For someone playing their first week in the major leagues, that's a player who commands the zone. Yeah. Like you you can just tell he commands the zone. So uh good for him if he uh I mean if he can put enough balls in play, the guy's a major leaguer. They said like he's he's been this way, he's commanded the zone this way ever since like even in high school. And I was like, that's so boring. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Shit, like high school pitchers, you were just walking nonstop. Like imagine like you're, it's one of those classic in high school, you've got the best player on the team who tries to play the game right. And you're like, yo, but you're the best player. And if you don't play it right for a little bit, we might have a better chance of winning. That, that pitch is an inch off the zone. We know you know it, man. Y you can hit that for a home run. That's an 80-mile-per-hour fastball, dude. No, dude, I can't expand my zone. I got scouts here. <laughs> yeah, like we, we, had, we, had, we had one guy on the soccer team that like went on. He got like drafted by the MLS and stuff, but we'd all, he was a midfielder, and he was like great at passing, great at shooting, but he would never, he would never like shoot. And we'd be like, yo, but dude. <laughs> You're <laughs> like, very good. You can score from there, and that would be better than us playing good soccer. <laughs> this Mike Ford's coach would give him the, the swing sign on 3-0 in high yeah. school, and Mike Ford would just like, no way, no way, no. coach. Not no. my game. Not my Gotta game. Got to make this guy work. Mike, it's a tie game. Please just hit a home run. End it. Sack fly wins it, dude. <laughs> you can hit literally any of these pitches for a sack fly. All right. My, my first award, Jake, it is, uh, this is one, it's never been seen before, actually. This is a brand new award. Brand new award. It's uh, the Stopper Stopper. The Stopper Stopper Award. Yeah? You got it? I mean, I... I Canely, Sessa, I don't know. No, Johnny Lasagna. Ooh, Johnny Els. CeCe's supposed to be the stopper. He had a bad day. 
We needed someone to stop the madness to allow the comeback to happen. Whenever these comebacks happen, you got to look at like, okay, well, we were down five, nothing. So we didn't put in our top tier relievers, but someone had to hold them at bay. It was actually what Holder was best at last season. And uh, Johnny Lazani goes three innings, no earned runs. He got into trouble in his second inning uh, where he gave up a single, then a double play, then single on a walk. But he looked so sharp. His off speed was looking great. And also, so he gets the stopper stopper, the stoppers stopper award, Jake. Right. But I also wanted to tie in like, thanks for stopping by to be the stopper stopper because he came up and then got sent back so oh. quick. Yeah, there's a lot of stopping in there. Yeah. But uh, hey, he looked like not that great in that Houston series. And I was saying like, I don't think like you're an option to start games for us this season. And I still don't. I think he should just, uh, well, it, it's, I don't want to ever damn someone that they should just be a reliever. He could re- be a reliever for us this year right now in the bigs. I don't think he could be a starter, but if they want yeah, him to, if they want him to go back to the minors and like be a starter, I get it. But I think he'd be a good reliever for us. The, the numbers are kind of fascinating with Johnny because the ERA is low. It's two seven. He's thrown 10 innings with two of his appearances being starts. Um, he's got six walks, 10 strikeouts. It's, I mean, it's kind of the Johnny lasagna mix right now. And there's, I mean, this guy has the potential. If you tell him to go out there for two innings and empty the tank to be special, Mm -hmm. but the Yankees are going to keep him stretched out in triple a as long as they can this year. If they do at some point need him as a starting pitching option. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, there there's a chance that in August, Johnny Laza could become a very important part of this bullpen. Yeah, if they just say, "Shit, we need it." I mean, if they just say, "Like our starters are healthy enough, we're we're running from this point." They Johnny Lasagna's probably on a on an innings limit this year. That they'll just say, "Hey, you're going to be our two three inning guy out of the bullpen. Bring it." And he he if he puts himself into that role properly with his stuff, man, I mean he could he could be like that the twenty seventeen playoffs when we rolled in with cocky Chad Green, that he's our you know, he's the he's the future of bullpens, Chad Green. <laughs> Look where he is right now. Um Lasagna could be that guy going into the playoffs this year. I like that. Kane Lee and Lasagna. Those are the guys. And Sessa. Rui, who's your I still can't like. I still can't like openly talk about Sessa. Oh, I'm like his biggest fan now, and I hate. I him. know he's looked good every outing. He's handsome. His stuff looks good. I just, I, I guess I'm worried about jinxing him, so I, I can't talk about Sessa. He's throwing the two seamer in the bigs. Can you show me again? Flick your wrist, like it's good. Yeah, it's better than Larry. Larry Rothschild probably doesn't even know what a two-seamer is. Bum. Bum. All right. God, I, bet, I bet Larry Rothschild can't even pitch anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your next award? <laughs> I thought you'd like that joke, and then I got that weird delayed thing out of you. Uh, that was a good joke. <laughs> um, can you give me a hint? 
who your next award's going to? No. Damn it. Why? Because you, right, you, well, you don't have one? Well, no, I have one that's potentially two. No, you don't you can't steal two people. That's why we're that's why we're currently having this discussion, James. All you, right. Well I wanted to do two last I, episode and you told me I couldn't. And then you normally do if you're going last. That's why you asked me. That's exactly what I just did. Oh, oh, you have t- okay, okay. I get yes. it. I thought you were gonna do one award that was for two people, which is illegal. You have two awards for two separate people. Uh no. Do you had it right the first time? Oh, illegal. Okay. Um, that's odd because then you're giving out three awards. The two awards for one people makes more sense. But anyways, the award goes to, or the award is, do not let me on the base path. Wow. Mike Ford gets another one? Second Mike Ford award. Don't let me on there. Chat your now fucking I'm, ear off. Now I'm pissed off. Ugh, you ruined, you ruined this. I didn't, um, yesterday, last last series, I wanted to give the three starters an award, and you said it was absolutely illegal. So now you can't do it. You tried to go three, bro. Yeah. Three is highly illegal. <laughs> and you know that. Um, so now I just have to give it to myself, Tyler Wade, because um, he's just an absolute dynamo on the base path. It's Tyler Wade's stats need to be reevaluated because... It, if all right, so here's here's my new Tyler Wade OPS stolen base stat. Every time Tyler Wade gets on base, so let's say he can even get on base at a 300 OBP clip, that basically should count as a triple. <laughs> Cause he gone. That was, um, it was pretty impressive what he did. I mean, Tyler Wade is fast. He's pissed off. He's he is looking at this opportunity like this could be my last shot. So he is going all out, stealing stealing third with no outs. Um and he uh it's fun, man. It like we we talked about that that seventh inning with the hidden ball trick and the Yankees rallying and Mike Trout made the nice catch. You and I talked about on the pregame show how that was like such fun, like almost must watch baseball which, like, baseball needs to learn how to honus that and get it to the kids. When Tyler Wade is on base, it's must-watch baseball. Especially when he's getting uh, tagged off on the trick trick play. Yeah, highlight. Highlight. Uh, I will say, like, Wade did a lot of things where he was successful without having to hit the ball, and then in the last two games he started actually hitting the ball. Had a couple hits, too, which helps. But I was like, you know, a bunt, a ground ball, like forced error because he's so fast. He should just bunt all the time and then force errors. Honestly, I think it would like work out for him. I did have the thought today because you can't go full bunt because um, then people catch on to that. But know what you can do? Basically go full Ichiro. Yeah. Tyler Wade hits a chopper. He's on base. Why does he have the loopiest swing when he should just be like making contact and just chopping the ball? I don't know. And the funny part about the loop swing is it makes like he, off speed pitches. He can, if he fouls off an off speed pitch, that's a win. Yeah. Like his, his so, swing doesn't complement his game. Full Ichiro, man. Yeah. Just slap it. Girls softball. Get running. Dive and dash. 
but uh, he did look good, and he looks fine in left field. He does this thing where a lot of people were noticing. I saw you tweet about it. I think I saw someone else tweet about it. Like, he makes every catch look as casual as he can. He's trying to show. He's trying to show the guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, I'm totally normal out here. Yeah. Oh, another fly ball. Oop, did I catch that one around the back? Oh, I Whoops. know why he's doing that. Him and Clint are boys, but they kind of have an unbubbling rivalry. Like they've talked shit on Instagram before, and then they had to delete the delete it. But they know that they should be best friends because they're both young and into like um, that world. Right. They go to the club. Wade is totally one up in Clint with just like, yeah, I can catch these balls and look how smooth I can do it. Ah, uh, see, I, I think you're going a step too far bringing it to Clint. I think it's just the organization basically said he wasn't an outfielder. So he's going as trying to look as casual as an outfielder as he possibly can look like. Oh, I, I'm very, I'm very mad at myself right now. I haven't tuned into him and Mike Talkman's like celebrations together or relationship because there was a time where Wade hated talk, just like the idea of him. Right, man, I should have been looking into that more. Damn, yeah, damn. All right, my next award, Jake, last award is uh, let go of the panic button. Damn it, award. Wow, and it's Dramatic. to you. I'm, it's to you. It's addressed okay. to you. It's Hap. Okay. Hap has me off the panic button. The spring training in the first three starts, we were all ready to grab it. We were all ready to... to, Who are you talking to right now? You're talking to me or yourself? No, I'm talking to you because you were like, you were holding that panic button. You were bragging about it. Never had the panic button. You were like, one more bad Hap start and it's full-fledged panic. Didn't have the panic button. Yeah, stick of butter in one hand, panic button the other. Oh, we're losing them. Getting late on the East Coast. Uh, 2.42 a.m. Went full stick of butter on the people, so. (laughs) Hap's last two games are what we expect out of Hap. 6.1 innings, three earned runs, seven innings, two earned runs. He's he's changed his strategy a little bit. He gives up the two-run homer in the second inning there. It was his first ever clean first inning. Yeah. Game this five. Season. This season. Game five. First ever clean yeah. first inning this season, which is crazy. Like, not good news. And then second inning, there it is. There's the two-run homer. It's like, fuck, are we panicking again? But no, he comes through and he gives us seven innings, two-run runs, which that's really good. Um, so I'm like, um, if he gives us another good start in a row, I'm kind of like half back. This is the, here he is. This is the guy we signed. I already am. Well, yeah, I already screamed at you to get rid this, of the panic button. This is such a long season. Such a long season. Um, yeah, no, Hap, Haps look solid. Um, the Giants coming up this weekend are, well, besides Tyler Austin, aren't a feared hitting team, so it'd be cool if we could keep the pitching going because right now the pitching's doing really well. We kind of ignore it with the, the defense and the running. Well. Uh, they had a bad series, but on the year they're still doing really well. Yeah. Um, tank tank falling out a little after today, obviously. But um, dude, I was gonna the don't let me on the base pass award. I was gonna pair Wade and Talkman, which would have been literally perfect for you to talk about how Tyler Wade hated the idea of Mike Talkman. But now you've ruined that for the people. 
Yeah, it's illegal. You told me that we can't pair people. Three so. pitchers is illegal. Correct. Yeah, and so is two hitters. We've done the double check your award guy so many times. I, we also did gave the whole bullpen or the whole pitching staff award so many times. You did it a lot, but then you said this year it's illegal. Yeah, it's a new season, but yeah. that one rule is out. Fine. I'm fine with anything. I think no rules. Well, there's the no three-pitcher rule that everyone that listens to Talking Yanks knows. I'm shocked that you don't know it. We're going to get you to record an episode holding a stick of butter in your hand. People tweet at me all day. Oh, three-pitcher rule, huh? I'm like, you guys. That's the three-pitcher. five-star review. That's, <laughs> that's that three-pitchers can't pitch in one game at the same time. No, that's not true either. So now you're just throwing out fake rules with the other fake rules. It's getting confusing, Jim. That's a real rule. You can't have we're getting three, con- we're you getting have, confused. You can't have three pitchers on the mound at once. That's a real rule. You didn't say the mound the first time. You said three pitchers throwing. And I could put people all over the field doing this. Throwing seeds. I think I said mound. Check the tape. You're wrong every time we check the tape. Check the tape. Check the tape once. Motivated you. Go Yanks. Tell them Grams. Go Yankees.